Today on the WTF is Crypto Space Podcast, we talk about two politicians revealing their own cryptocurrency. We also talk about students learning about cryptocurrency and the ATO trying to bust cryptocurrency. All this and more on the WTF is Crypto Space Podcast. Stay tuned. You're smart. You know how to listen to suggestion to make your own decisions, right? We're just two Aussie brothers talking shit about cryptocurrency. So do yourself a favor, research the topics before doing anything financially. Now for that banging intro music. Welcome to WTF is Crypto Space. I'm Brett. And I am Chad. This podcast is all about the crypto space. All right, Chad. So this week we topped with Molhausen or Molhausen in Germany. Uh, hey guys, they topped uh, the charts this week, which is brilliant. Thanks yeah, very much cool. for dropping in. And we've got Lansing in United States, Bethel in United States, uh, Delandella in Australia. Singapore, Singapore, the boys are still holding strong. Five, number five. Torella, Australia, Sydney, Australia. Tulsa in United States. Uh, Central District, Hong Kong. And finishing off the top ten with Melbourne, Australia. Now, if this was a competition, um, then there would be more stats more readily available for everyone. Um, all right, so moving on, we're going to talk uh, about some good things today, Brett. We're going to talk about two Queensland politicians reveal their own cryptocurrency. Uh, also, the Australian High School uh, is to host an information night dedicated to educating students on cryptocurrency. And lastly, the ATO is coming for crypto traders uh, so we've got three topics all about Australia. This is going to be interesting. If you're, an, if you're an American, this is a little insight onto us in Australia and how much law we love. <laughs> stay tuned, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We so do talk about uh, cryptos heading forward or backwards in 2018 towards True the that. end. True that. Your information highway here is for you guys. So, Brett, let's go to the first one. Two Queensland politicians reveal their own crypto. So what's happening here? Well, look, there is a lot of different conversations happening in Australia at the moment. One of the interesting things is that um, naturally we have uh, politicians who have to declare any of their interests because, as you can appreciate, um, they need to have um, to, to tell others whether or not there's a conflict. So if they vote on something or they put their money towards something in particular, we need to know where they stand. So supposedly that's a thing that's supposed to like sort of uphold trust and honesty in governments around the world. But Australia seems to be quite quite heavy on that, especially because sometimes you can't actually have dual citizenship and still hold a position in politics. Now, what I like that's really interesting, and this we've talked about this before, but I don't think we really touched on this, is the the wave that's happening as we sort of transition in the in the Western world. I mean, obviously around the world, but as we move from the demographics of the baby boomer generation through mm -hmm. to the millennials, and yes. as they move into more significant um, roles within society. Um, one of the really interesting things then falls into the fact that new people coming into the political system um, are of that, 
younger age fitting into yes. the millennials which means Absolutely. that they also are attracted to these things and various interests personally yes so when they come into this space politically um now suddenly they have to declare this information so because you would hate for that i mean for starters it's public so it's they don't really have to declare it because it was already on the blockchain just pointing that one out but anyway so, according to the Brisbane Times, these two Queensland legislators have publicly declared their cryptocurrency trading history as part of their register of members' interests. Okay? So, the register of members' interests is required listing um, of all properties, trusts, gifts, as well as union and party affiliations by members of parliament. Okay? So, one of those is a newly elected Cata Australia Party um, member, Nick Demato, um, he, so he may be the first MP to list Bitcoin among his assets. He just wanted to be first. I'm going to uh, interrupt you real quick. Um, he is 34, so he was born in 1983. Uh, and ladies, if you are interested, just just type in Nick Demato. That's uh, D-A-M-E-T-T-O. Second pack picture in, some abs. So not only does he have abs, he's also got Bitcoin. He's the rounded package. There you go, ladies. He is. So one of the the next one that we're looking at, Chad, is about Australian high school. So this is a, a recent one. Um, they're starting some educational presentations. Um, and so in light of the increasing number of students investing in cryptocurrency, so they're not talking about parents, they're talking about students um, who are taking some of their money and putting it into there. So there's been a surge of popularity of Bitcoin among these particular students from this school, and I'll mention them in a moment. Um, and this has prompted an Australian high school to host an information night designed to educate its students about cryptocurrencies. Um, St. Lawrence's College in Brisbane recently informed the parents of students that it wishes to hold this particular um, session. Now, uh, increasing the student investment prompts Australian high schools to continue down this path. So... Um, it was held as a non-compulsory meeting for staff and students from year 11 and 12 designed to educate students, parents and faculty about the new space of cryptocurrencies. I like that. And yeah, so new space. Ah, the crypto space. So the school uh, issued an email uh, stating, while St. Lawrence's College has no official stance on the subject and it is felt that the boys should be cautioned and educated about these purchases. The email stated that the uh, presentation will look at features of cryptocurrency, the technology underpinning them, and will give some very basic information about the state of the market and ways to keep investment safe according to Australian media. Now, what I really like about this, Chad, is that they took the technology approach. They're looking yep. at finance with teenagers. So yep. that goes down the whole path of, of what we've said for many years and what people say for many years that they don't teach you finance in school. Yeah, I was about to say they've gone from check, like they've just done a major leap from like even doing anything to cryptocurrency, which is brilliant to be honest. But please note that this particular school is one of the upper tier schools within Brisbane City. Well, that's true. So if they can afford as as 11 and 12 uh, year students, then clearly they're, they're getting good pocket money. And not just, not just being out of school, <laughs> but getting good pocket money. They're selling their... Um, they're selling the car, their first car that they've gotten and just gone for a shit box. Um, and then they've put that money, which is smart. 
or um, they've stolen from the very large cookie jar that is the money storage where they put $100 notes and um, bars of gold. Look, so, look the thing yeah. is they took it a little bit further. So they've um, brought in Christina uh, Lee, a business and accounting professor at the Queensland University of Technology, and um, uh, they've supported the school's decision stating that teenagers will greatly benefit from the educational efforts relating to cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. so this is huge. I mean, building that stronger financial literacy within the next generation, I can see them obviously picking up the cryptocurrency over the next five, six, seven years, and perhaps even bringing us into that path as that next gen, as that next gen comes in to actually get paid in cryptocurrencies. Because, hey, yep. they go, oh, boy, I don't want this worthless piece of fiat. I'd like some crypto. Thanks. I don't want to work for you because you don't know what you're doing. It's like working for a company that doesn't use Office. So as we head into the last quarter of the year, Chad, we're then taking those financial, um, that financial information that we're giving kids, we're rewarding those kids, we're educating the future generation. But the thing is that a lot of people have already got in. Well, no, a lot, a lot. A number of people have got into the crypto space. um, And those people that are in the crypto space have had the ups and downs. But probably as a general consensus, there is a good number of people who have actually gone forward with their investments now, it's important to note, as we say in the uh, offset here, it's not about the financial advice. What we're pointing out here is that it's something to be aware of that both parties, the individual and the ATO, are still a little bit unsure about how this is all going to roll out. Mm. So that's something to be aware of. There are a number of... Um, discrepancies in some of the rulings that that are there um obviously the big bill that's passed in america recently uh so that's one aspect around information um however um something to be looking at here is that the ato is establishing a task force now we talked about this in one of our early podcasts in 2017 um and they're looking to monitor cryptocurrency transactions right Mm -hmm. fantastic looking forward to it Um, So the task force aims to ensure cryptocurrency investors are paying the correct amount of tax. Okay. I have a question. Yes. If they live in the jurisdiction, what happens if they don't live in that jurisdiction and they're earning money? So where exactly is the cryptocurrency located? Uh, And unless you do an audit of every single person in Australia specifically to find out what their monies have gone to and where they're at and then cross check that with people that yeah there's there's so much red tape into that bullshit that's just crap that's there's no way of doing that other than unless you pull that money out look they will like anything chad they will go after a few people okay and they will make a point of a few people yeah and so that's a really interesting exercise um, because if you go down that exercise, you say, okay, no problem. They're saying that these wallet transactions took place. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that a lot of tax systems work on the premise that you have to prove um, that you are, in fact, able to say the figures that you said. So you can say, well, I've earned this and I've spent this and this is what I have to pay on tax. So there is yep. a, a degree of um, honesty in the initial layer. Um, and so then the second layer of that is obviously that you need to indicate or prove that you have got the correct tax bill and that's the onus is on you, 
Okay. Yes. So that's yes. that's where it's really interesting because I can't see individuals going through all their tax and going, you know what, I made I don't know a thousand transactions this year because I yeah. <laughs> I I was using a wallet. Um, yeah. So you know it, that's really hard, and this is where it comes into the whole factor of: Are you spending your cryptos? Are you earning your cryptos? Are you saving your cryptos? Depending on what you're doing with it, they all have different rules set aside. So the task force aims to ensure that the cryptocurrency investors are paying the correct amount. Okay. Yes. A team of specialists across tax law. I love that. Specialists across tax law. I'm sorry. When was cryptocurrency invented? 2008. Good. Lots of specialists out there. So tax law, technology, banking, and finance will devise strategies. Ah, devise strategies to be able to take your money. Follow the the money and the gains made from investments in digital currency. So we are consulting with key stakeholders who have expressed an interest in tax issues relating to cryptocurrency. Really? Mm. Who are they? Would you like Uh, to disclose that? I can't. I can't tell you who they are, but I won't say they have paper bags over their head as we move them from building to building. Um, <laughs> and also, um, don't look in the car park and don't. They have a specific place that they drive in and drive out, so just don't look at the gates um, with their uh, their uh, license plates. Just let, let be blurred in your eyes because you won't know who they are. These guys probably just walked in and got the train look like anything you can see that there's a lobbying happening um naturally the banks are all interested in using australian dollars it's their preference they would prefer to have a monopoly over money very yeah very heavily in the australian dollar absolutely yeah absolutely so the australian banks are really they have the biggest to lose and and i would say that if you followed the money you probably find that they might be somewhere at the root of of this um uh, new focus um, but so the Australian banks were still battered and bruised extensively from the money laundering uh, revealed last year. Um, so this is what we've pointed out before, that in fact, the biggest bank robbers are in fact the banks. The bankers, yeah. So that's uh, that's a bit of a difficult. It's important just you keep all the money in one place for uh, easy access to their um, uh, <laughs> own back pocket. So if you're going to steal gold, why not just chuck it in the backyard? Like, that's easy to do. You're going to steal it from people. Uh, oh, no, no, just get get people to trust them. To, everyone, the whole neighborhood, come here, grab your gold, put it in the, my backyard. Where's the gold gone? Look, something to be mindful of, and this does bring up, I mean, we jest about this, but the thing is, it's really important to know that if you do have cryptos, don't leave them on an exchange, period. No, that's a big, that's big advice, yeah. Don't do that. Even if it's a small amount, get it off there and go into a wallet or something secure, more secure. Remember, if you don't control the private keys, you do not control the money. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And they can just pull it and take it. Yeah, look, and and so um, some cryptocurrency investors have have said that Australian banks were freezing their accounts and banning transfers to cryptocurrency exchanges. Now, I didn't have any issue throughout the year. No. But um, there are a few more uh, stringent rules coming around the delay. So, what, what that might mean is that in order to do that transaction, you might have thought, oh, great, this, the currency is a particular amount. Uh, let's say it's, I don't know, 10,000 Australian dollars. Great. That's a bit more than that. But let's say for argument's sake, it's 10,000. Now, you said, oh, great, I'll sell that today. Fantastic. You've done the sale. But it takes nine days to get to you. Okay. So suddenly it becomes a less effective way of transacting funds than using the Australian dollar. Yeah. And yep. in which case the Australian dollar suddenly becomes more attractive. 
does that cancel out the fact that I could use that Bitcoin just to pay someone else to give me the same amount of money that's like a third no, party? No, look, and however, the problem with that is even at the moment, because there isn't enough players out there, and if you feel like you're out there, guys, and you want to start yourself a uh, business in uh, in this, there is a lot of um, regulatory um, um, risk that, that you've got to, to look at and a lot of questions you need to ask yourself if you're going down this path, but... Some of the people that you would use to actually pay out the money um, are making 20% profit Mm -hmm. on an exchange. Now, those sort of, uh, I would expect those sort of rates if I was in South Africa trading between three different tiny currencies that no one's heard of, but not the Australian dollar, not Bitcoin. No. So there's a lot of people that need to get their act together out there and and sort of bring that uh, back into line. But at the moment, they're making profits and they're making stunning profits. I have three points to make. We are currently sitting in some sort of a lull. Like they're calling a lull. Would you agree, Brett? Like they're saying it's a bit of a lull, kind of like not, no one knows what's going on just yet. Absolutely. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember, it might feel like pushing shit uphill, but you can take a shower and someone's probably sw- solid some gold. Um, so when you're up there, you can clean up and... Um, and find some gold in there. Secondly, um, it, hodl. Because the only time that you will lose money is if you take it out. This is, the, this is when I have an issue with people with stocks. They're like, um, so I lost all this money. Well, you lost a percept- perception of that money. So you you had you bought it at 20 bucks. It went to 200. You made 180 in your mind. How much did it cost you? Cost you $20. If it goes down from there and it goes to 150, you did not lose 50 bucks. You gained 130. Look, like I said, Chad, by keeping the cryptocurrency in Bitcoin, for example, and we've gone over this many times, but um, one of the things about um, cryptocurrency means that you are actually your own bank. Yes. You don't need the authority of others to control your money supply, which means that part of it is that... um, you know, you're going to find some people that, that are looking for the profit. They're looking, how much money did I make in Australian dollars? But part of that as well is to look at what sort of purchasing power would I have lost had I have kept it in Australian dollars. Yes, exactly. So last exactly. year, had you have left your money in cryptocurrencies, you would have lost 87.5% at minimum yeah. of your yeah. money had you left oh, it you in mean, Australian dollars. Oh, you mean dollars. Australia dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, one thing, the third thing and the last thing I'm going to leave on before we end the show, unless you had something else to say, Brett, is uh, Stephen Colbert last year when it was going it was going up and down and going crazy, uh, Bitcoin was at its like $15,000 US. And it, uh, Stephen Colbert, one of my favorite comedians of all time, said, wow, if I had invested $1,000 in Bitcoin last week, today I would still have no clue how Bitcoin works. Uh, that's that was my favorite tweet I found today. So, guys, with that, I will leave you, uh, and we will say thank you so much for listening. Like us once and comment in the chat below. Brett, we have a Twitter, WTF Crypto Space. Brett, we have a Facebook group, it's Crypto Space Chattels. Uh, and Chad, we have a website. Yeah, we do. So, what's that website? Uh, it's www.wtfcryptospace.com. That's www wtfcryptospace.com thank you chad you're welcome uh also guys subscribe to this podcast to get your weekly updates from us knuckleheads and it'll come through to your podcast feed every wednesday 9 a.m australian Eastern standard time but until next time 
I'm the Chad. And I'm Brad. Let's get excited about the crypto space. The transition has begun. Poor in a world. Poor where the noises come from my mouth. <laughs> um, uh, I think I think it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a light coin week. Uh, so definitely take an umbrella. <laughs> oh, that's a- in a world where light coins were physical objects, 